Alrighty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast-ish for the second day of January 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope and thanks to Dean. And I don't know if Dean is going to do a show for today or not. I don't know. You'll just be surprised if two shows show up today. Dean can do whatever the hell he wants, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm going to cheat and post the weekend or the year in effing review because, honestly, I just watched the Michigan game. Michigan versus Alabama. I didn't expect Michigan to win. They did. I'm not a huge Michigan fan. I am a big. I'm a. I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm not like live or die any sports team. But this one, this win got to me. Not because I care so much about the University of Michigan, but because my dad did does, and you know my brother-in-law <laughs> who passed last year <clears throat> um, went to Michigan State did not like Michigan. I called all my siblings during the game, and including my sister Fran, who's Brian's widow, and uh, she, she was rooting for Alabama because she's carrying on that tradition. That just happens, and I assume it happens everywhere where there are two big schools. But uh, she's like, I can't root for Michigan. I'm like, Nick Saban screwed over Michigan State. He did. He did. He left me in the lurch. But, uh, you know, Michigan is Michigan, and Michigan State is Michigan State. It's not her fault that they can't win. But uh, I sent out a text after the game that, you know, Dad pulled rank with God over Brian this time. I don't know what's going to happen in the championship game, but I was not expecting to be watching a college football. I was going to watch a college football game and hope for, for Michigan to win, but I didn't expect to get emotional about it. And... Uh, yeah, just one of those things. Probably, you know, it just hits you every once in a while anyway. The only thing the time does is make it longer in between moments when it sucks. doesn't really make it any better. This is, make, this is better, and this is, you know, I like to think, especially the way they won, that my dad was up there going, come on, here's the call, whispering into people's ears and, and uh, telling them what to do and pulling, maybe tripping somebody. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I'm not... I don't. I'm just not gonna. It's it's late. I want to watch the other games. I want to see who Michigan plays, and so I'm not going to. I'm just going to play the weekend effing review. So if you don't like swearing, watch out. Um, on another note, if you haven't been to the uh, Patreon site, it's open to everybody. Uh, Quinn on New Year's Eve wanted to go ride her bike, and she's been off training wheels, but she hasn't been. Well, the training wheels haven't been on. She hasn't been riding. I tried to turn her little bike into a strider by taking the pedals off, trying to get her balance going, and that didn't work. She wasn't, didn't seem to understand the concept or want to try it, so the pedals were back on. Uh, the in-laws were in town. They were running around, and, and God bless them, pushing her along. And uh, she was doing okay, but nobody was letting her go. She wasn't ready to go, so I stood up and I took my turn and was running along and damn if she just I just kind of let her go I was holding on you don't hold on to the bike you hold on to the back and I just kind of let her go and she she went and she pedaled for like 20 feet and then she stopped and she stopped and she, she just got this 
like sorry shit eating grin on her face like oh my god i did it i just rode this bike and i'm thinking why'd you stop you shouldn't have stopped you were doing great but she got off the bike and like high-fived me gave me a hug and then ran when i'm like where are you going i want to tell mommy like mommy's probably i don't know 50 yards away at this point because we've been running for a while around the the track I'm like, okay. And she literally runs all the way back there to explain to grandma and grandpa and and mommy that she just rode about 20 feet. And then she comes running back and gets on ready to do it again. And damn, something in her brain clicked. She finally got it. Got her running again. Got her running again. Let her go. And uh, she just kept going. Just kept going around the track. And from that moment on, there was no holding her back except for the stopping thing. On New Year's Day, it's cold, it snowed a little bit, didn't stick to the ground, but she uh, wanted to go back, bundled up, it's much colder than the day before, and I see her, she just, I'm like trying to think, she's got to learn how to stop, she's got to learn how to start on her own, but we'll worry about that later, she's going to learn to stop or coast, she wasn't doing it, I watched her come around the corner, and she just deliberately, I was like horrified when I saw it, I was like, did you just lose control of your bike, there's a little fence between one of the baseball fields and the track and she just rides into it now she's not breaking any land speed records or anything but she just rides into it crashes into it and i'm like what well, that's how i like to stop that's how I, that's how i know to stop i'm like okay you got to learn how to stop so i convinced her to just let me push her it's the funniest thing i wish i'd filmed it she just gleefully rides into a fence if she'd been going any faster she could have done some damage but she wasn't but uh, I said, now I'm going to push you. Do not pedal. Do not pedal. And then when I tell you, hit the brake. She knew there's two brakes. It's the handbrake and the foot brake. I don't care which one you hit. And so she coasted and uh, coasting towards, towards Poppy. And then she stops. She stops it when I tell her to. And she, uh, she did it. Come on in, Quinn. Come here. I'm talking about your bike riding experience. And she stopped. And then immediately she starts teaching Bailey how to coast, who's still on training wheels, because she, she, the second she figured it out, she became an expert. She'll be great in, in the world one day. All right, Quinny, so you rode a bike today or yesterday for the first time. What would you think of it? Great. <laughs> and then you ran into a fence today to stop a couple of times before you learned to stop. Why were you running into the fence? Because uh, my legs were getting tired and I couldn't get to... Poppy Mama or Daddy or you. So you just decided to run into a fence a couple of times? Yeah, because my legs were so tired. But now you can coast. Now you know you can coast. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Okay. Anyway, so that was an awesome time, too. And the poster, the picture, the video is up at patreon.com slash podcast where you can see her riding. Um, again, not setting any land speed records, but riding. And that's, I didn't know when we were going to get, I knew we'd get here eventually, but I didn't think it was going to be for a while. So super proud. Anyway, uh, for all those reasons I explained, here is the week in and Review. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. <laughs> Well, we finally can put 2023 to bed and fuck it. Fuck it in its sweet little ass. It's the year. 
in fucking review, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to it. And I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to piss on 2023. I'm done with it. I was done with it for a long time. It sucked in so many ways, and none of them were the good way. Not a single one of them were the good way, and that's what really, really fucking sucks. Appreciate you guys supporting the show throughout the course of the year. Try and make next year even better from a content standpoint, although it was pretty good, but from a uh, outcomes standpoint, because Jesus Christ, we really need some fucking changes in this goddamn country, and in a bad way. So I sit there, and I'm looking at the back of the year that was, first of all, obviously on a personal note, my father passed away, and my brother-in-law passed away, and that fucking sucks, and 2023 can go straight to hell for that alone, but um, everything else sucked. Think about one good thing. From I guess we got rid of Tom Brady finally. He finally fucking retired. We lost Tina Turner. That was no fucking good. Was there a good thing about 2023? Republicans took back the House. Although they took back the House technically in 2022. And they took over the House in 2023. And you think, oh, yay, we're on the march. We're moving in the right. No, fuck no. Because Republicans are so goddamn stupid that they ended up, first thing, first order of business, let's form a circular firing squad and start shooting at each other. Let's do that. That was the first fucking thing they did. And you're just like... My God, what is wrong with these knuckle fucking people? And it's like, you know, because they're, they're dumb. Republicans, I've always said it and I'll always say it. Republicans are extremely good at being in the minority. Exceedingly good at being in the minority, especially from a messaging standpoint. They can argue against what Democrats are trying to do fairly well. Certainly a hell of a lot better than they can argue for what Republicans want to do. They can tell you what's wrong with what the Democrats want to do. That's pretty fucking obvious, painfully so in most cases. So you don't have to sit there and labor around going, ah, gee, how do we explain that this is going to fuck people over? You can just easily explain how this is going to fuck people over. But when it comes to saying, and here's what we want to do instead, and here's how we want to do what better, and here's what, then it all goes to shit. Then it all absolutely goes to shit and they can't message freedom. They can't message liberty. They can't message a goddamn thing. It's like, oh my God, how bad are you people? The answer is we don't know. We haven't hit bottom yet. We can't fucking figure it out. It started off with Republicans taking over the House and then they couldn't elect a speaker. Why? Because who the fuck knows? They're stupid. They're goddamn morons. That's why. So they couldn't elect a speaker. Then finally they get a speaker. Hey, we got Kevin McCarthy. Good Lord, we got Kevin McCarthy. Okay, great. We've all agreed that Kevin... Why? Because we got a... What was it? A five-seat majority at the fucking time? We're the only party in history that end up with a more narrow majority when we already had a narrow majority at the end of a fucking year because of that goddamn stupid. So they go, all right, we'll take Kevin McCarthy barely can uh, do a goddamn thing because there's only five seat advantage to Republicans and you can't get any issue where all Republicans agree. The left is the Borg. They just fucking go, yeah, which way are we supposed to do? Who are we supposed to kill? What are we supposed to do? We're in. We're in. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to love it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. They will do whatever they are told. I'd make a joke about how they would would have made great Nazis, but they actually were the fucking Nazis. The progressives were the fucking Nazis. So like, it's, that's a little bit on the nose. 
But Republicans, they didn't do shit. And then what happened? Because he couldn't do shit. But then what happens? People start grumbling. Why aren't Republicans doing shit? Well, because whoever the fuck taught you how our government works um, mind-raped you, all right? They shit on your head instead of filling your head with how how our government works. You have no fucking idea how hard it is to get something done. Unless you want to just sell out everything. Hey, I want 100% of this, but I'll take uh, 10% of my priorities and I'll give my opponents 80% of theirs and we can call it compromise and we'll all get something. If that's the way you want to do it, that's the way you do it. The best way to do it is go, I want 100% of this shit. I'll, I'll give 80. We're in the majority. I want 80, 70, 80% of what we're going to try to get. And you can have 30%. So you can go back and tell your constituents, hey, at least we got something out of these motherfuckers. That's the way it should be done. If you can't, if you have a five-seat fucking majority. Ideally, you'd make a bigger fucking majority, but you can't when you've got idiot candidates running and all incapable just complete fucking morons worshiping a person rather than a fucking political uh, ideology so they fucking go and they go no no we can't do anything we can't do anything can't do this can't do that can't do the other thing they're very good at telling us what they can't do well what can you do well we can keep the government open well why the fuck do we want the government open well because it'll just be bad all right government's got to be open i get it i get it but one vote, allegedly, if you believe these fucking people, one vote about keeping the government open caused a vote to vacate the show. This is an outrage. How dare the Speaker of the House offend my sensibilities, says Matt Gates, whose greatest accomplishment as a member of Congress, at least before he got married, as far as I know, was all the pussy he pulled. Oh, yeah, there's rumors, there's stories, there's everything. You always see him hanging on some young chick. Now, he's young. I don't give a shit what he did. But there are people who come to Washington, D.C. to get things done, and there are people who come to Washington, D.C. Matt seems to have maybe turned a corner. I don't know, but I know which corner he lurked around before that, according to multiple people with uh, knowledge on the subject. Again, I don't give a shit, but to preen around like you're a fucking moral uh, arbiter of what conservatism is, is a goddamn joke. Accomplish something. Get something done. Then we can talk about how great of a leader you are. But if all you do is get a whole bunch of dipshits to walk into a fucking wall, I wouldn't say you're a great leader. I'd say you're a moron who's followed by dumber people. The lemming, the lead lemming is a leader until he goes splat. Every other lemming is just a fucked hard going, oh, well, at least I didn't lead us here before they go splat. So spare me this bullshit. They got rid of Kevin McCarthy. No fan of Kevin McCarthy, but you dance with the girl who fucking brung you. And then what did they do? Well, how about this one? Nah, can't do that. How about that one? No. And all that they did for this, I know there are some people out there going, well, you know, we needed to have that fight. We need, you didn't need to have that fucking fight. You didn't need to have that fucking fight. What did you do? You showed the world that Republicans can't even unite around Republicans. That all the Republicans that anybody's ever fucking heard of from the House of Representatives, because at one point or another, every one of these assholes marched out to the front and said, I would like to be speaker. And uh, the, the party started throwing mud balls and shit and rocks at them. 
And he said, nope, can't get a majority. Can't even get a majority of the Republican caucus. So, wait, so you're telling me every Republican in the House that people have fucking heard of is not liked by Republicans? What the fuck? Yeah, no, why? Because it has nothing to do with party principle or policies. There's no difference between any of those motherfuckers whose names were floated up there for speaker. Steve Scalise is Jim Jordan, except for when it comes to messaging on issues that matter to most people and the differences you couldn't fucking note. They are the same person. They vote the same fucking way. So to pretend like, oh, thank God we got rid of Steve Scalise. No, let's get Jim Jordan up there. There's no fucking difference except one dude was a wrestling coach and is in better shape and the other dude has a limp and has uh, a receding hairline. That's the fucking difference. No, can't. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. And so once they went through literally everybody, anybody had ever heard of, basically making the party in the house look like a bunch of fucking idiots to the public, they said, well, how about this guy nobody's ever heard of? And they all said, fuck, why not? All right, yeah, sure. Why? Because there isn't a goddamn dime's worth of difference between any of them on issues that matter. There just isn't. So congratulations, you elected somebody nobody's ever heard of, which allowed, since you guys didn't rush out to trying to find this guy and, and explain to the public who this guy was, Democrats were able to define as a, a weirdo religious nut job who goes to no fuck dances with his daughter, Oh, man, can you believe... And you're like, huh, what? This is this is stupid. Okay, where are the Republicans messaging against this? And the Republicans messaging against this, they weren't. They weren't. Because nobody fucking cares in the House. They know they're not going to get anything done. They know they can't get anything done. So what do they do? They pretend they can get everything done. And back to Fox, the fucktards go back to Fox and, like, and Newsmax, and they all just and says, well, what we really need to do is we need to slash government spending. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to eliminate NPR. We need to stop funding Planned Parenthood. We're going to make sure we do that. They aren't going to do a goddamn thing. So what are they doing? They're going to spend a year building up to the election promising shit there is no fucking way on God's green earth they are going to be able to deliver. So what? So what happens when people go to the polls or it comes time for people to go to the polls, they go, I was promised a whole fucking bunch of shit. None of it came to pass. And now I'm going to go vote for these same assholes? Why the fuck would I go and vote for the same people who have just been lying to me for the past year? None of these people... Think about it. They suck at fucking checkers. Forget chess. They don't think about tomorrow. They don't think about this afternoon, let alone next month. Just keep promising shit. Why? Because there are enough stupid people out there who go, yeah, we're going to defund Planned Parenthood. You're not going to defund Planned Parenthood unless you get 300 Republicans in the House, 67 Republicans in the Senate and a Republican president, but you don't even really need a fucking Republican president if you've got Republicans in the House who are willing to overrule. Maybe you probably need, probably what is it, fucking three, 350 in the House? Something to override a veto. But they're not going to fucking do it. They had everything. I mean, they didn't have a majority in the Senate to be the filibuster, but they didn't really fucking try before. Why? Because it's not a goddamn priority. It's a good way to motivate people to vote. That's it. 
just like Democrats and we need border security. They're pretending we need border security. We're going to do something about this fucking border. Like, oh, you're going to do something about the border? Finally? Yeah, no, not really. But don't worry. We're going to get down to that border. We're going to make sure that border is this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, okay, well, why don't you close the border right now? That'd be a good fucking start. Well, because we're not serious. We're not going to do anything about it. Really, Just shut the fuck up. We're going to campaign on how we need comprehensive immigration reform. And that's why we won't enforce any at all whatsoever part of our immigration law. You know, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't have to make any fucking sense. Shut up. We're campaigning here. Now, there's not really any dissent over on the Democratic side. Nobody's going to give a shit. So nobody's going to come out and say, well, I refuse to go and vote. They have scared the ever-loving crap out of their base so much that they believe that we are Hitler, which is, again, ironic because Hitler was a progressive. But they don't even question anything anymore. They don't bother. Not that they ever really were the most inquisitive people on the planet, but they don't question anything anymore. They don't give a shit. They just go on about their goddamn business like they own the fucking place, and they get to get away with this stuff. Why? Because Republicans, again, can't message their way out of a wet paper bag and Democrats can't do a fucking thing, or Republicans can't do a fucking thing against it. Because there are diverse opinions in the Republican Party. You want the Republicans as your political opponents. Because there's always one of them you can fucking agree with. Tom Massey. I like Tom Massey. Tom Massey's a good, solid conservative. But when it comes to a goddamn resolution to show support for fucking Israel against the Hamas terrorists and to, uh, or uh, to pass funding for fucking Israeli aid, right? Pretty easy tap and putt after October 7th. Pretty fucking easy vote. Bunch of Democrats vote no. They want it, they, they couch it as, we need to keep this as part of a, uh, fuck it, we want it as part of an overall package. An overall package, it's got to be Ukraine, it's got to be this, it's got to be that, it's got to be the other thing. Nick, wait a minute, okay, so you don't, you don't want to fund Israel. Because I guarantee goddamn you, all you motherfuckers would vote for a, vote yes for just a Ukraine aid package. But it's weird. It's weird. It's a U- Israel-only package, their immediate need, we've already given like $100 billion to Ukraine. I think they could skate for a couple of weeks while we help out Israel that had just been uh, horrifically attacked. And they're like, nope, 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 fuck it, Democrats. Nope, not interested. Nope, 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 nope. And it was all Democrats and one fucking Republican voted against it. One fucking rip Tom Massey. You go, what the fuck? Why? Why? Because this is what Republicans do. Why do you vote against it? Well, on principle, this. It could lead to this, that. And you're arguing nuance in a fucking argument, a schoolyard argument. It doesn't fucking matter why you did it. Nobody really gives a shit why you did it. It's that you did it. And you know who gives a shit that you did it? Democrats give a shit that you did it. Why? Because it gives them fucking cover. Instead of being able to point out that it was the anti-Semitic wing of the Democratic Party, which is a big fucking wing in the Democratic Party, now they can say, well, it's a bipartisan opposition to this thing. We got a Republican Tom Massey. There is no one more conservative than Tom Massey out there. Okay. And you think, well, Tom Massey is a very principled person. Yep. Congratulations. The high road, what do I say about the high road? It gives you a really nice unobstructed view of your defeat. Congratulations, Tom Massey. You want to 
not support a piece of legislation that isn't fucking going anywhere anyway. That's the the dumbest thing anywhere. The Senate wasn't going to fucking touch it. It didn't matter. It was a show vote. But if you can't, if you're such a man of goddamn principle that you had to, you couldn't just not, you know, cast a vote for something that doesn't fucking matter because you're such a hero, then why don't you, from a strategic standpoint, just not show up to vote? On that fucking vote, just don't fucking show up. That robs... De- you say, oh, I had a dentist appointment. Or whatever, I had the shits and I was in the bathroom. I didn't get down there in the time. It's okay, whatever. Why not do that? Because then the argument is, boy, those Democrats hate the Jews. Now Republicans can't go, oh, those Democrats that voted against us hate Jews. Like, well, what about the Republican who voted against it? Uh, he doesn't hate Jews per se, but he's got a really arcane argument that if you had like three four beers and a lot of time on your hands and maybe a dry erase board and at least four different color markers you could probably uh sit down with him and he could explain it in a way that would more than likely at least lend you to seeing sort of what he was talking about huh yeah you don't fucking walk blindfold into a field of rakes and you don't run with your eyes fucking wide open into a field of rakes either This is what I mean when I say Republicans are horrible at strategy. Because Republicans are fucking horrible at strategy. They don't have to uniformly be good at strategy. But Jesus Christ, don't they have to at some point go, you know what, I get why people are saying this. I'm going to do the smart thing. If only by accident you think they would fall ass backwards into doing the smart thing every once in a while. Just go, oh shit. What happened? I don't even know. I blacked out for a second. What the fuck happened? Uh, you, you did the smart thing. I did? Yeah, no shit. Holy fuck. I had no idea. I didn't even know I had that in me. That's great. That's great. Uh, well, I'm going to go to the whorehouse or something. I'm going to go do the wrong thing. Now that I've accidentally done the right thing, let's go. But no, they don't do it. You accidentally step in dog shit more frequently than a Republican in mass does the right thing the smart thing, the strategic thing. They just don't have it in them. 2023 was a whole year of Republicans stepping on rakes. They fucking, they expelled a member. You've got a, a very, very small majority in the House of Representatives. Very tiny majority in the House of Representatives. And you've got one fucking guy who is a piece of shit. He's a liar. A liar. I mean, you got fucking your Congress. You got nothing but liars up there. But you got one guy who's a particular liar and may well be a criminal. He may well be a criminal. He may well have committed all sorts of fraud of campaign finance laws. I have no fucking idea. I haven't seen the evidence. But I'm told, or it's reported, boy, howdy, that evidence is damning. I don't give a fuck. He hasn't been convicted. We have a little thing in this country called people are innocent until proven guilty. Do we not? Don't we? Isn't that sort of a cornerstone of how our system of justice works? You don't get to punish somebody. And then go and find out whether or not they're guilty. doesn't matter what the fucking ethics committee thinks. What the ethics committee... I mean, for fuck's sake, the ethics committee is a goddamn joke. They had members paying off staffers for you know sexual harassment using taxpayer dollars. And the ethics committee says, eh, you probably shouldn't have did that. 
we're gonna put a we're gonna put a little mark on your record there. Like what? Yeah, no. It, well, what happens with that mark? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. You can go about your business. You can continue to fuck staffers. It doesn't matter. You got this little mark on there says we we slapped your wrist, but you didn't slap my wrist. Well, we're not gonna actually slap your wrist. We're just saying we slapped your wrist, and that will serve as a warning to everybody else going forward. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? That's how Congress works. But no, they come back with uh, George Santos and they said, boy, it sure seems like this motherfucker is a lying sack of shit. Like, yeah, no, obviously. And he probably stole campaign money or misappropriated campaign money. Looks like he, he paid for, um, what is it? Not you, you born, um, what the fuck is it? OnlyFans. He signed up for OnlyFans with uh, the company or the campaign credit card or something like that along with a bunch of other shit. Like, okay, did you prove that? Well, we believe we did. Well, has it stood up to cross-examination? No, that's not how the ethics committee works. All right, well, that's good enough for me. Let's get rid of George Santos. Oh, meanwhile, Robert Menendez, they're still digging. They found so much shit in Robert Menendez's basement. Gold bars, just cold, hard cash. And he's like, oh, no, I, uh, I love his defense of that. I keep cash, a couple million dollars in cash around, as anybody would who grew up in Cuba. Well, how the fuck do you figure that? Well, because, you know, Cuba, they seized the the money in the banks. Uh, I, don't, I think you lived here long enough that you, you kind of, if anybody would seize money, it'd be you fucking Democrats. But that's his excuse. I kept a whole fuckload of cash off the books because I was scared that somehow we would become communists. Well, then you probably shouldn't have been fighting so hard to impose communism, you piece of shit. God. He's still in the Senate. He's been charged. Now, he should still be in the fucking Senate. Unless the Democrats want to pressure him to resign, he should still be in the Senate. He is innocent until proven guilty. If he's convicted, toss his fucking ass out. But the same shit should have applied to Santos. Republicans and Democrats should have said this motherfucker should resign. Put some pressure on him to resign. But you don't kick him out. What if he's acquitted? What if he's acqu- I don't know that he will be, but you got to at least allow for the fucking possibility. They found OJ basically covered in blood and they said uh, not guilty. Maybe you'll find 12 fucking idiots and George Santos, I don't know what the hell, I think he's Hispanic. Maybe you get a Hispanic jury that does what the black jury did in the OJ case. He said, fuck them. Revenge. This is revenge for historical wrongs or whatever. Or there's a 12 gay person jury. Like, well, show them that you can watch gay porn on head taxpayer dime. Fuck it. Whatever it is, if he's found not guilty... In the eyes of the law, he's not guilty. He hadn't done a goddamn thing wrong. Then he would have been run out of the House of Representatives for no good fucking reason. He's going to be tried relatively soon. Motherfucker's going to be found guilty or not guilty. If he's found guilty, then kick his ass out. But when you've got a three-seat majority now because people die and people have resigned, you don't fucking do that. You don't go, yeah, you know what, we're going to need. You know, I'm super fast. We've got a four-person relay. And we got the four fastest fucking people on the face of the earth. So what I'm going to do is go around and I'm going to break all your pinky toes. 
What? Yeah, no, no, it's, look, it's just one pinky toe on your right foot. And it's just, you know, one, 10% of your fucking toes, which are just like, I don't know, your toes are like 10% of your foot. It's a tiny one percentage thing in the grand scheme of things. Don't worry about it. No, you don't fucking do that. You don't fucking do that. Yet Republicans did it. Why? Because they let the pressure from Democrats get to them. They let the pressure from Democrats get to them. Again, Democrats saying, you know, Republicans are a bunch of dumb motherfuckers. They got corruption on their side. And Republicans said, no, no, no. We'll show you. We're way better than those Democrats are. We'll take the high road. Oh, great. Where does this high road lead anyway? Right to your hanging. Right to your hanging by your dick, by the way. Yeah, congratulations. So they kick him out. And after they pull this shit with the speaker, of course Kevin McCarthy is going to resign. You knew that was coming, so then you're down another Republican. Now, there'll be a special election out in California. I don't know when. Gavin Newsom will set the date, if he hasn't already, and I'm sure that the Democrats will shove every fucking thing they possibly can, including the kitchen sink, into both of these races. There's a good chance they'll win in New York. They'll take the Santos seat back. And there's a decent chance it is California, that the Republicans will find a way to fucking lose the McCarthy seat. So then you're down to what? A one or two seat majority in the House? Let's be honest. Congress is not full of the healthiest fucking people on the face of the earth. And they're not an untold number of spring chickens down there on the prowl. They're not all Matt Gates's and uh, Lauren Boebert's looking to give blowjobs and get blowjobs. Now, those two should fucking date and just stop inflicting themselves on each other. But there are not a lot of them down there. There are a lot of old fucking people down there. Plus, people just die. Healthy people just die. Like something like 7,000 people on average a day in this country just die. Why would Congress be any different? Not every day is somebody from Congress going to fucking die, but sooner or later, between now and the election, trust me, the odds are pretty high, not 100%, but pretty fucking high, that somebody is going to die. Could be a Democrat, could be a Republican, could be one of each, could be multiples, it doesn't matter. You don't give yourself the smallest fucking majority ever. Then have assholes go out on cable television and over-fucking-promise shit you couldn't deliver if you had a 10-seat majority. You couldn't deliver if you had a 20-seat majority. Why? Because you're going to have a candidate running for president who's going to promise the sun, the moon, and the fucking stars. And then people are going to go, well, the Republicans couldn't even deliver on the fucking tapping putts in the House that they promised. And they control the House. Why would we believe? Fuck it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the hassle. I'm not going to show up to vote. And then 2024 starts to look an awful lot like 2022. Looks an awful lot like 2020. Looks an awful lot like 2018. Lather, rinse, refucking Pete. And you just sit there and you go, God damn it, how did this all happen? And it all happened because the whole fucking year, the Republicans spent more time Larry Moe and curling each other, smacking each other in the head and poking each other in the eyes and kicking each other in the ass than they ever did doing anything to Democrats. 
There is an impeachment inquiry that you only hear about occasionally. They found some pretty goddamn damning stuff from the Biden family and their multiple companies. And you hear less about that than you do that Lauren Boebert's now ex-fiance wanted to shove his cock in her in the morning, but she had to tell him to wait because they had to go to a prayer breakfast. <laughs> I swear to God, that's it. That's what we get. That's what we get. We get that that Matt Gates hates Kevin McCarthy. And man, Kevin McCarthy's gone and he's glad. Well, congratulations, Matt. You get the sense that if Matt Gates had to keep Kevin McCarthy in order to keep the majority in the House, or he could get rid of Kevin McCarthy and lose the majority, he would choose getting rid of Kevin McCarthy and losing the majority. Why? Because he doesn't like Kevin McCarthy. Well, there are 200 and what? 19 Republicans in the House of Representatives. I bet most of them don't like Matt Gates. I bet a whole bunch of them don't like Matt Gates, and I guarantee goddamn to you that Matt Gates doesn't like a whole bunch of them too. Are we a party with principles, or are we a party where we got uh, poofed hair prima donnas get to make the decisions on these sorts of things? Hmm. I don't know, but we'll find out this fucking year. 2024 will be better than 2023 if only because 2023 sucked so much. But that's a long shot prediction because like I say, Republicans are very, very good at sucking. And there'll be a very good chance that somebody will need a distraction from something. It takes one person to call for action to get rid of the Speaker of the House, and then they'll do that shit, we'll do that do -si do again, and we'll be sitting there going, what the fuck are we doing? And the public won't go, wow, they're so principled. The public will go, these fucking people can't be trusted to water your plastic plants when you're out of town for the fucking weekend. I'm not going to vote for any of them up and down the ballot. I'm not a fan of the Borg mentality when it comes to the Democrats. I like individual thought, but Jesus Christ, I will take stability over narcissistic assholes and dick measuring contests every fucking day of the week. You don't have to do much. You focus on what you agree on. That's pretty fucking simple. You focus on what you agree on. Sometimes you might have to go, well, you know what? We don't agree on that, but whatever. And you move on. But that's not the way these knuckle fuckers work. It is not the way these people exist. It is a whole bunch of Veruca salts who really think they're morally superior to everybody else. Going, they want their golden goose and they want it now. Well, they aren't going to get it. They're going to get it now. And if anybody can find a way to never get it at all, it's these fucking ass clowns. God help us all. I don't mean to leave you in 2023 with the thoughts of how shitty these fucking people are and how bad things are going to get, but I can't blow smoke up your ass and tell you we've got a world on a string. 2024's election is shaping up to be like the last three. Not good. Why? 
You said, well, the polls, the polls, the polls. Well, first of all, yeah, you can you can ignore the Rasmussen poll that say 40 percent support uh, uh, approve of Joe Biden's job approval. Rasmussen hasn't been a relevant, good polling company in a while. But all the other ones say Joe Biden is down at 36 percent, 35 percent, 40 percent, whatever. And then look at the other fucking results. And they say, but and Donald Trump is winning international poll. National polls don't mean shit. They don't. Did we not learn anything from Trump's victory? He lost the popular vote by a lot, and he won the Electoral College. The popular vote doesn't mean shit. Likely voters are all at polls. Likely voters are all that matter. You get registered voter polls, and they're just stupid and ridiculous, and don't ever listen to a registered voter poll. But if you look at all these other polls, if you're going to live and die by the fucking polls, what do you do? First of all, you say, well, the polls were wildly wrong in 2016. And they were wildly wrong in 2018. And then they were super wildly wrong in 2020. And holy shit, they were off the rails crazy wrong in 2022. So why are you rubbing your dick on the ones in 2024? What, what is it about the polling industry that makes you think that they've finally gotten their shit together? You thought that the polls were bullshit in 2016 when they were against Republicans and they were in favor of Republicans in 2022, and they were still fucking way wrong. Way, way wrong. It's the industry. It's the concept that has the fucking problem. Not, it's not bias on the poll. No, no, you can maybe make that argument about individual polling companies, but not really. The whole industry is fucked up. But even if you put all that aside, you say, well, I don't fucking care. I know what I see. I know what I feel. I know what I think. I would have. Okay, then look at the state-by-state -state polls, <clears throat> the swing state polls doesn't matter who the Republican is. They're all within the margin of error or pretty goddamn close to within the margin of error, which means it could go either way. So you say, oh, DeSantis is leading in Pennsylvania yeah, by two points, and it's a four-point margin of error. So it could be Biden by two points. Trump is winning in Michigan by three points. Yeah, but it's a five-point margin of error. It could be down by two points. I don't want to shit on your cornflakes. I don't want to piss in your champagne. But if everything is going so well, then why are the so-called leads within the margin of error? Something to fucking think about. Something to work towards. It's, can't, it's not that it can't be overcome. It's not that it can't be extended and expanded and whatever and made real. It just doesn't seem like any goddamn person involved in it is doing anything except pretending that leading in the pregame point spread in the Vegas line is somehow akin to having won the Super Bowl. The game hasn't really fucking started yet. Don't pretend. Don't plan the fucking parade. Idiots, everybody. Why doesn't everybody just listen to me? Do what I say. The country, the world humanity would be such a better place look that's it 2023 fucking sucked 2024 is nowhere to go but up unless we really shit the bed so let's make a point of not shitting the bed okay how about we do that 2023 was the year we walked into a field of rakes let's make 2024 the year we don't shit the sheets deal sounds like a fair trade i can't thank you enough for the support I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it uh be more humor. I'm just in a bad mood right now watching these fuckers. Um, 
and we'll be back in the new year with new stuff. Thanks to Dean for stepping up. Somebody sent him a message and said, hey, Dean, you should do, because I never did. And Dean sent me the message, and I said, yeah, no, I was not kidding. I said, you should do that in the show. So he's stepping up and doing it. So give him a listen or thank him. Make sure to follow his podcast, the, uh, the History Author Show. Great stuff. Smart guy. And I'm looking forward to 2024, but mostly just to get the fuck out of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Can't get any worse. (laughs) Tip one back for me and pour one out for those we lost. I'll see you next year. 